Okay, maybe I'll let you go first on this one just to switch it up a little bit. But our next word is pizza. <laughs> That's it. Wow. So okay. have, have, um, have at it. The very first thing that I have to say about pizza is life is cruel. Oh. Because, man, I was the largest pizza fan in the world. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always double cheese, double pepperoni. My favorite pizza was pepperoni, mushrooms, and onions. And I think it was that little pizzeria shop. You think I think you called it Bob's Pizza, but it was on Main Street. You and know, the jukebox I, on the table and stuff. Yeah, we can debate this. I'll, I'll give you my version of that story, but we'll call it Bob's. Well, it was near Temple Yeah, near I mean, that was, that was my, first, my first interpretation of, of, of pizza and in, really enjoying it. You know, you'd have it at home, and it was – Came out of a box, you know, Chef Boyardee, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, what we're talking, 57, 59, 62, stuff like that. But, man, I was in love with pizza. Mm-hmm. And over Good the up. years, I got to be quite a connoisseur, and I would try different types of pizzas, like uh, margarita pizzas. Okay, mm-hmm. that's just a white pizza that was – actually, I just looked this up the other day. Uh, it was created for – the Empress Margarita, who was holding a ball or a gala or something like that, like seventeen ninety nine or some ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. And this famous chef decided to make a pizza in her honor. So he had it with sauce and cheese and basil mm-hmm. and tomatoes and, and white cheese. It was the three colors of the flag. And it became known as a margarita pizza. Mm-hmm. Well, now everybody else has taken that and... <laughs> I found out that a lot of them couldn't spell margarita, mm-hmm. so they just called it white pizza. And basically, <laughs> it's it's the same cheese, same pizza, same colors, and everything else. But it's white pizza. It was very good. I mean, I had Greek pizzas, I've had Hawaiian pizzas, which I hate. Pineapple on anything kind of ruined it for me. But ham was okay if it was on a meat lovers. But man, I just went nuts on pizza. Mm, well, about up. five years ago, I did discovered that I now had an allergy to dairy. And uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not debilitating forever, but it, it puts you out of commission for two days uh, and it's horrible. And I know people suffer from, was it celiac disease or something mm-hmm, like that? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm not trying to take anything away, but this, this was devastating to me because now I can't eat my damn pizza. Yeah. I found a, some really good, non-dairy cheese substitutes. They make them with almonds and they make them with silk and all kinds of different things. Silk, which is, I guess, an almond derivative, but um, it doesn't melt like regular mozzarella. And you, I, you cannot duplicate that flavor, that taste. And every once mm-hmm. in a while, I think, God, it'd be worth it. I'll just take two days off and <laughs> suffer the cramps and just have me some pizza. I'm thinking about when we go up to Ohio, in the last couple of days, I might just indulge in some pizza. Well, now, who cares if I'm dying on the way home? Yeah, unless you, unless you had some antidote for that, no, I wouldn't. There isn't that, any. But. I, I've, I mean, I've checked with the doctors, and they say, "Oh, we we'll just mm-hmm. take some of that uh, lactose or lactate or whatever it is." You know, I've, I've taken you know five or ten pills at a time, and it doesn't help. It, 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 it I, I am actually allergic to it, and it's just, it's very frustrating. But you learn to work mm-hmm. around it. I'd like now for I you, admire pizza. Yeah, I'd like for you sometime to share notes with uh, our stellar engineer, Gary Benor. Uh, he, he, he also cannot eat pizza. 
or he can't eat cheese. Wow. Um, yeah. 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 And and I've been out with him many many times on pizza night, and and you, you should see the looks he gets. It's like you want a pizza, sir, but you do not wish to have cheese on it. And he said, "That's right, no cheese on it." <laughs> I mean, it's it's exactly. And, and even when he gives them the order, sometimes he gets a cheese pizza because the chef says, "Well, this nobody eats pizza without cheese." But it'd yeah, be interesting. He must, to, he must not have meant that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, got yeah. to know what he wants. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so interesting stuff. Well, well I'm sure. glad you mentioned that because, unfortunately, that's what I might have to do when we go to get some galley boys. Oh, I order them without cheese. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm there for the olives. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's the whole sandwich is the olive. Yeah, that's the whole deal. Well, unfortunately, right I remember the cheese too. God, they're so good. The toothpick. I can't wait who, could for forget that. The, who could forget the toothpick in the olive? Man. Ooh. Yep. Yep. But, you know, fortunately, I'm not allergic to sauerkraut balls. Boy, thank so God for that. that huh? That's another thing. But yeah, I, I, I keep trying to remind you of this pizza because in my mind, it was stellar. And it was when you and I were house sitting for Freddie Lemke. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, he was, he was older than we were, but he was challenged mm -hmm. and his parents felt better if they didn't leave him unsupervised when they went out mm -hmm. occasionally. Mm -hmm. So they would have you come over and sort of keep an eye on him and sure. you'd invite me over and we'd sit there and watch movies and stuff. One night we made a pizza. It was a box pizza. Mm -hmm. Chef Boyard, he let the dough rye, you know, mix up the water, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But we put all kinds of stuff on there. And I had to bring the ingredients, and you brought the <laughs> ingredients from home. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I brought hot dogs, and I brought butter. And I remember butter. we had pepperoni, hot dogs, great big chunks of onion, not slices. And the butter and the cheese. I mean, there wasn't much cheese. I don't know. Did they even sell bags of shredded cheese back then? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I remember the hot dogs and the butter. And I thought, <laughs> God, that's the best pizza I can remember. Yeah. Has such fond memories. What's not to like? <laughs> well, yeah. well, evidently, it wasn't one of your top 10. So uh, uh, probably not. Um, what, but what I do remember, uh, you know, when we uh, babysat uh, Freddie, um, one of the, I can say this now because, uh, uh, who were, who were his parents? Was it it was Fred and Garcia, Fred and Gar. Do you remember that? That's that was. You know. I don't even know that I met them. I, I oh, okay. was probably. Yeah, you were just a tag along, huh? But yeah, I was at plus one or something. So they had a so so they had a, a liquor cabinet, and we said, well, we could just like drink that and top it off with water. They would never have a clue. <laughs> So I remember we took a couple. So we took a couple nips, and uh, um, and to our minds, uh, <clears throat> it was a clean getaway, which I doubt. But <laughs> I remember wow. doing that. Yeah, yeah. First taste. You of, were going to blame uh, Freddie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Darn Freddie! All he does is drink when we're here. <laughs> and you ever try to stop him when he gets his mindset? Oh no! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's um, funny. So, so you mentioned, you know, uh, 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 Freddie. Freddie was older than us. He was mentally challenged, but but uh, he was he was a pretty sharp character in his own right. And one time, he lived a, a block over 
uh, from me on Carpenter Street, whatever the next street was he lived on. I think it was Berwyn. And uh, one time I was riding my bike uh, from Carpenter Street over to Berwyn, and I passed past Freddie about halfway. And and Freddie just looked at me. He put his hand up to his mouth like he was whispering. He says, act nonchalant, Mark. Act nonchalant. <laughs> and I had to, I turned around. I went home and I had to get my uh, my dictionary out because I had no clue what nonchalant was. <laughs> it was oh, it that's was, funny. It was just a funny thing to come out of his lips. Act nonchalant. That would be a good on a T-shirt too. Act nonchalant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, okay. So you mentioned the, the, the place, uh, the pizza joint, it was on Cuyahoga Falls Avenue. We think maybe it was Bob's who knows if it was Bob's, but we'll call it Bob's. It was at Temple square. And, uh, yeah, one of my early recollections was, uh, me and you and probably Tony, I don't know, but maybe pre Tony. But we'd go, we'd go to that pizza joint, and they had a jukebox. And one of the one of the tunes on the jukebox, this will kind of date it. Um, there was a Jan and Dean song called "Schlock Rod." Do you remember that, Jeff? <laughs> wow, that's yeah. a, wow, that's a long ago memory. I mean, one of the lines was, "I got lights in my wheel wells and portal walls. She burns cheap gas and she always stalls." You know, that was one of the lines. Yeah. Uh, just a fun, stupid, you know, like we talked on our rock and roll show. You know, we, we liked fun songs back then. So we would play yeah. Schlock Rod over and over and over again. And the other thing I remember from, a couple of things I remember from that joint is the guy, the guy, the owner manager, um, I think he was Hungarian. I, I don't think he, I don't think he was Italian by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, he tried to make the place Italian looking. So I think his name was right. Joe and he was Hungarian, something like that. Okay. But he was real, real, real nice to us. You know, he just treated us good. Um, the other thing I remember with this is kind of off the wall, Jeff. The fr- uh, one time you showed up there, I think I was ahead of you and uh, met you there. Again, we're not driving yet. We're walking. But right. you, met, you met us there. <clears throat> Probably in your maroon, uh, uh, what do they call those uh, coats that we wore back in the day? Or, you know, you had a, a green bench warmer. I think you had a green bench warmer because you were, anyway. I think you had a green bench warmer on. Anyway, you met us there, but you had something in your pocket that I've never seen before. And that was the first Bic pen I've ever seen. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and I think you had bought it at a local drugstore, and it's like, wow, I got to get me one of those. You mean I don't need the cartridges anymore? You just, like, use it and then throw it away? What a wondrous pen. Yeah, the original Marcel yeah, Bic pen. Biddle and Newcomb was the, the, the drugstore I bought that at. Okay. They I were on Howard Street, a couple blocks from Salome. Yeah. And that was a school bus stop, actually. And uh, so I would always get off there and, you know, Charmin McCarthy would get off there. Oh, my and gosh. And so I would forgot. Jerry Falkenstein. Oh. And I can't remember why he was on. It was on a city bus, actually. It wasn't. 
I think I got off there because I could have gotten off at the one at my house also, but Mm -hmm. it it had to be a city bus. But Jerry would pick up his newspapers there for his paper route, and sometimes I'd help him. That's where I used to get mine. I I remember going into that store and buying those cartridges for the Schaefer pens. Yeah. They were were ink cartridges, and I I was in love with Peacock Blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, that was my color. It looked like a girl, but man, I love that color. Yeah, yeah. And I sit there and write, write, and write, and write, and write, and write. And, you know, I, I, one time I actually went through a cartridge in like two or three days. And, you know, I kept thinking, oh, geez, I got to go buy some more. But I'm pretty sure that's where I got that pen. Wow. Diddle and Newcomb. They had, that's, they had uh, a fountain inside there. Yeah, they, yeah, they had the original soda fountain. With a soda jerk, the whole nine yards. And they made limeades and Rickies. Rickies. Yeah, I, that's where I got my papers right there. I had uh, route number one, two, three, and uh, I'd pick up my papers when I was a paper boy on that corner. Well, why did I ever help you with your route? Probably. Because I, I remember doing going around with Jerry Falkenstein because he went way down towards, uh, I guess it was St. Thomas, way down in that area, that neck of the way. He crossed Talmadge. Yeah, yeah, one mine point. went, the, mine went the other way on uh, on Howard and, and then up and around yeah. up and around to Berwyn. Wow, and, I just remember it wasn't it wasn't Jerry, it was Ricky Roberts. Randy Roberts. You remember him? Randy Roberts, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, Randy crazy, Roberts. Crazy SOB, right? He was. Yeah. He taught me how to dry dishes. Oh man. I mean they had, you know, it was like four or five brothers. And, you know, strict rules in the house. And if you're going to eat, you clean up the dishes, blah, blah, blah. But he says, here's a trick. When you're drying the dishes, grab two, put them together. You dry the top of one, the bottom of the other, and then you switch them. And you, it's just, and, and all of a sudden you got two done. And so I thought that was the neatest thing in the world. And I remembered that not too long ago when I was telling my wife about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, here, watch this. And so I did it with two plates. And she says, here, watch this. She picked up two plates one at a time and dried them faster than I had. <laughs> and I thought, well, stupid me. I mean, he just he, that was just his way of doing it. And he was that charismatic of a character that I believed him. Yeah, he, So I he, did it. And I he, told the story. Yeah, he was a bit of a scammer. <laughs> Randy Roberts. See, well, maybe we'll get back to pizza here. What do we got going here? Um, well, you you didn't tell me about your favorite pizzas. Well, I, I, I didn't couch it in favorite pizzas, but, you know, we had go-tos. I guess they're favorites. Sure, sure, I got favorites. You know, one of them uh, in the early days was Amedio's. Um, it was on North Main, uh, right near Talmadge. Um yeah, I remember that. Okay, it was kind of catty-cornered from uh, Alexander Body and Fender. Exactly. Yeah, I, was, you know, I had just to go up the that. stairs. You know, go ahead to go up some stairs in a brick building, and so Medios was kind of probably the first carry-out pizza place that I personally remember, and so you know, I got pretty fond memories of that. And then the other one that comes to mind, Jeff, is uh, Laconi's in the Falls. Six six God, I second. forgot about that. Yeah, it was one of my yes. my favorites. Um something now about that, you it, that there, there was a flavor that I cannot duplicate. Yep. And oh my god, that was such it was a perfect pizza. And as long as it had pepperoni, it didn't matter what else was on the pizza. 
I've tried for it years was the to, to get that 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 unique flavor that uh, Laconi's had, and I don't know if it's a sauce, the mushrooms, the pepperoni. I don't know what it was, but but I personally was in love with Laconi's Sixth and Sackett. Yeah, that was our go-to place. My uncle Jerry would always order pizza there on. I don't remember what night he it was his date night, but. It's, it was one of the weekend nights where we'd always go up there and get pizza. Mm-hmm. And he'd order it, and we'd go in, and if it was a busy night, they had uh, – it was like two different levels of the restaurant was downstairs and yes, the bar upstairs yes. with the booths and stuff. Yes. And we would always sit at the end booth waiting for our pizza to get done. Okay. I think he, he probably went there and That's did the it went there early just so we could sit there. Sure. Yeah, it was always carryout. Mm-hmm. And – and oh my God, that was so the memories, just everything about it. You know, the atmosphere, the the shouting in Italian in the background, the kitchen bustling, the bar full of people. And- I I forgot that it was by level that uh, the top level was the bar, and then you could step down into the so called uh, family room, if you will. Yeah, that was neat. Where all the tables were and stuff. Right, right. I don't know. Was the was was Sackett on a hill, maybe, and that's why it was like that. It was just Must, a, it was it, a strange layout because there were yeah. two different on the on the sixth sixth street, which was a cross street. Right. You know, that's where the door we always used to go in, and that was up higher than, but yeah. there was a door down on Sackett also. Yeah, I think one was like the restaurant door and the other was the maybe it's something unique to Italian restaurants. Um I know some other Italian <laughs> restaurants that were like that. They'd have the bar entrance and then they'd have the the restaurant entrance. Oh, my, I'm so glad you've reminded me of that one. That's that is one of my favorite all-time pieces. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I can give you a hundred other ones, but those are the ones that really mattered early on. Let's put it that way. They, they it was the pizza formative years, Jeff. That's that's how we learned about pizza. And where were we, or how old were you when you first got into cold pizza? I never uh, really got into cold pizza. That I remember. Um, there were I'm times not, I'm that not more, I'm not morally opposed to it, but it just doesn't trip my trigger. It's like if you had a a, a party the night before, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, way too many beers or whatever else you were drinking, and you know, three or four pizzas, and the next morning there's always a couple of boxes with a, a lone piece of pizza in there. So these you know, are sat room, out all night. So these are yeah, room temperature, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not cold, <laughs> but just leftover. Okay, day old pizza. Well, that's okay. And that tastes I mean, so good. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, I got one other kind of, this is maybe seemed like a stretch for a pizza story, but uh, you remember the, the Alexanders on Berwyn, Berwyn Street? That's Gus Alexander. He was one of the co-owners of Alexander Body and Fender. I remember that house fondly, yes. Yeah. Well, they had this daughter, maybe you remember. Uh, anyway. Um, I was over there one time and, uh, I think I was billing myself as a, uh, a pizza expert. So that, you know, I wheedled my way in <laughs> the, the family agreed, they, they agreed to let me bake a pizza for the family. You know, I mean, oh my everybody, everybody was there, you know, the whole, the whole gang was there. And, uh, so they let me use, I think I was, at that time I was making pizza with, uh, Pillsbury Pillsbury uh, roll mix was my foundation for the dough. Anyway, Jeff, I built this pizza 
and cooked it, you know, I wasn't comfortable with the stove. You know, it just, I just didn't know the equipment. And I, I turned out this pizza, this piece of mush pizza. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like, you know, you, you rent, you, it's like you, you, you took a match and you held it under the dough for three seconds and then you served it. It was awful. Oh my God. It was a soggy, it was a soggy, soggy bottom pizza. And I just remember, uh, uh, Marie's dad, uh, Gus, you know, he took a piece and, you know, he, he, he had a bite and he choked it down and it was, but, but he was so nice to me. You know, it's like, yeah, Mark, that's really good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, but Marie I thought, really I must have been thought, into you. Uh, I don't know about that, but she, she well, I mean, was, if he was trying to impress her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, he was just a gentleman. I, I always liked Gus. He, he was, he was really nice to me. And, uh, but it was just, I just remember him choking down a piece of pizza and being so, so nice about it. <laughs> it was probably the worst pizza I ever made. And I've made a couple. That's so, funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so. I have a, a similar story. It's a totally different story, but, you know, about the father of the girl you're dating trying to, you know, put up with you because she really likes you or whatever it is. Well, like one before year, you go there, before you go there, I never dated. Marie. Okay. That was, huh? I wish I had, but you know, we were friends. Wow. Cause that's all you talked about for the longest time. Well, how could you not? I mean, in those you days? would get cleaned up at, we were, we even were, redoing the house upstairs, sanding floors and stripping wallpaper and stuff. Yeah. And we would get done. And this is why we were building that sailboat. Yeah. And on certain nights of the week, you would go home after we worked all day in the house, get showered and cleaned up and come back and sit on the porch and talk to her. I thought for sure you guys were dating. Dating is too strong a word. We, you know, we, this is like, this is maybe pre-dating. We'll call it pre-dating, Jeff. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're good friends. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I uh, my story was it was nothing quite like that. But uh, one Easter, I had bought a baby bunny for Barb as an Easter present, and I put it. You know, I, I bought it and kept it in the house a couple of days before I gave it to her. You know, so it was accustomed to people or whatever. And I remember it had gone all over the kitchen floor and left bunny pellets <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. And my mom says, when are you going to get rid of that rabbit? Meow, 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 meow. Right, and right, so right. I said, Sunday, mm-hmm. mom, it's gone Sunday. So I give it to her on Sunday. And she was, oh, wow, it's so cute. Look at me. And she showed her family and everybody like that. And her mom thought it was cute. Her sister thought it was cute. Her brother thought it was dumb. But, you know, he was 15. So what did he know? And her dad just looked at me with like daggers. <laughs> I could just see him coming out of his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had to build a cage mm. for the rabbit. Oh, man. So Easter's in the early spring, right? So mm-hmm. it's the middle of summer and we're having a picnic in their backyard. Mm-hmm. He says, Jeff, come here. I want to show you something. I says, oh, okay. What's up, Mr. Kelly? You know. And uh, he takes me around behind the garage where he had built this elaborate, I mean, elaborate run for the rabbit. A rabbit it was, run. You know, probably, yeah, exactly. Run, rabbit, run. 
it was, you know, had a slanted roof with shingles. You know, it had, you know, the, the rabbit cage wire and it was framed, you know, with removable screens so you could get in to clean it. And it had a, had floorboards that, you know, would let the stuff drop through the, the pellets and stuff. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he engineered the heck out of this. I think he enjoyed that part of it. Mm-hmm. But he says, don't ever. I says, if you'd have bought her ducks, I probably would have killed you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, he says, I would have had to build a pond or something. You know, I don't know what he was thinking, yeah. but. Yeah. He he enjoyed the the building of the rabbit cage, but then it became his to maintain, you know. And it was out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Barb never talked about it again. You know, it was a great gift at the moment, and it, it was you know two years of intense labor for him. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a, anyway. that's a great story. He probably actually really thoroughly enjoyed building it, albeit oh yeah, I'm sure he, he was an engineer reluctantly. Okay, okay. He, he worked for Goodyear, and he was an actual engineer. So, I mean, that was that was right up his bailiwick. Oh, that's a neat story. He got story, to work with wood and tools. Well, if we, you're if you're done, I mean, we can always pick up and add other topics later. But this was a good start. Okay, first and foremost, Jeff, I, I want to thank our listeners for putting up with us because it ain't easy sometimes. But uh, all in all, they've been really good to us and. Once more, we've we've stuck to our mission of tell some stories, do some good. 